0: Welcome and thanks for joining the Let's Talk Digital Marketing Podcast. Join host Mike Sharp of mikesonlineacademy.com as he shares valuable insights and advice, helping you to become digitally inspired. That's here on the Let's Talk Digital Marketing Podcast. Okay, thanks for joining
1: me, Lamara.
0: Oh, thanks, Mike. I'm so excited to be here today.
1: Yeah, w- yeah, and welcome to the podcast on this rainy, rainy September day.
0: Wow, it's only just started
1: here.
0: Yeah, I'm yeah, just looking at the sun yeah, and I can hear the thunder thunder starting. So if it gets loud, I'll close my window.
1: Oh, really? So it's the thunder's over your way. Yeah, it's heading heading my way. Oh, blimey, we better be quick then
0: yeah i don't mind i've been wasting wasting a long time for this rain every time it says it rains it doesn't seem to quite come so uh yeah i think my garden needs it
1: yeah absolutely yeah so, so does mine so does mine right so uh lamara craythorn pronounced that right haven't i craythorn. yeah and uh so you're you're from convertmore.com
0: yep
1: and so in a nutshell you help people get more leads and sales optimizing their websites.
0: That's exactly it. I basically help people make their websites work harder for them and smarter. There's so many people out there with uh, with websites and they all, you know, they look pretty, the branding colors are great, but they're not actually working hard enough for them to get the, the actual leads and the sales that they need.
1: Yes, yes. So how did you get into to this?
0: I got into this. uh, My background has been uh, marketing through and through um, corporate backgrounds. I've always been uh, big corporate companies um, running the marketing teams and you know when you're running marketing teams I did a lot of the online marketing through digital transformation um, as well as the offline with the with the print and it doesn't matter what what channel you look at the there was always a common trend for me and that was the customer experience it was always about how we were letting uh, the customer down at some point through their through their journey and the the end goal of that was was less money and that could be you know bugs on the website it could be someone in the call center it could be how the staff have you know packaged something in a warehouse or the delivery driver but a tiny gap in, in that customer journey has big, big impacts. And um, it's something I always concentrated on in my career is finding the the pains and the gaps, and uh, fixing them uh, to to basically get the more sales and, and conversions. So once I'd left my corporate career, I carried on with that focus. And, you know, I, c- I could look at all the channels, I could look at everything, but I just focused on what I enjoyed the most. and. And that's websites um my husband has a, a web agency so we you know we love websites in our house uh, we're very picky shoppers we're very picky on which websites we use and and i think that's that's just my, my love of it and trying to make them them better um, i'm sure everyone has got a painful website that they use So uh, if anyone does an online food shop it's a nightmare trying to find anything that you want compared to actually going to the supermarket um, and yeah. that's where i come in i basically help. I help some businesses sort of look at their customer journey through the website from the outside and and show them where these pain points are and what elements are actually missing from the website that's gonna help sort of subconsciously, you know, psychologically trigger someone to make that conversion or purchase that product.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I was watching your YouTube channel. Your YouTube YouTube videos are very good. They're very informative. And I learned a few things myself. Uh, you know, watching them, uh, and so what would you say was like the common error that you see on other people's websites, or the most common error that you see on the, on pe- other people's websites uh, that um... has to be corrected.
0: Actually, I think a common one for me, which uh, you won't see on my YouTube channel. Um, my YouTube channel is new, but actually I've got a plan to, to video it today. And it's something really simple that I see over and over again. And it's probably why I don't often do webinars on it or have it on my video, because I often think was quite simple. But why don't people have this? And it's the call to action on the website um it's basically when you're first of all anyone who hasn't got a call to action right at the start of their website that first bit above the fold or the first bit you see on your mobile you need a button to tell someone what to do uh we have to subconsciously tell people to buy me to you know, download something to click to the next page and you need to tell them with that button. So if you haven't got one, get one. And those of you who have got one, the what I see as a common problem all the time is we make the effort to have this catchy headline and telling people to click this button and it stops there. And what I would say is add more to your button, add more trust. So if you've got... Um, First four emojis on your button. Amazing how much emojis have taken over our lives. Um, if anyone's like me, I mean, it's so much quicker to chuck an emoji in a, a text message, uh, in a you know, in a WhatsApp, or sometimes you can get across emotions with with emojis over over words. So if you've got a, a button, put you know the finger point. Tell them to click. Tell them what to do to do next. And if you're selling uh, a product, as an example, some if there are buttons, um, a pay button, you know, you're know, you gonna click this button to purchase something, say to them, you know, as a subscription, for example, have some small prints of Microtech next to it saying cancel any time or 30 day money back guarantee. It helps people when they're passing that money feel, oh, okay, if I don't like it, I can get my money back. It helps with the trust. And another great thing to have near that button um is social proof you don't need a huge testimonial um babbling along about how brilliant your service is or how great the product is just a very small one line sentence you know um i increased my conversion rate by five percent from working with Lamara. Uh, this product changed changed my world a very small um testimonial with someone's picture Will really help when someone's wobbling and think oh, I don't know whether I want to press this button. Do I want to part with a hundred pounds? That's going to make them think. Oh, well, look how good it did for that person. And subconsciously, you know, it helps them press press that press sort of press the button and go and go through. And it's it's kind of those messages around the call to action that I see all the time people missing on the, on the website. And it's and it's those extra bits like credit card symbols next to your button. know or tell people um i'm sure you've all seen it or you subconsciously see it the padlock symbol next to a buy now button these messages tell people that it's secure it's a secure payment tell them it's a secure payment and it doesn't have to be a fancy logo just copy an emoji and put it on there but the psychological trigger there of someone thinking it's trustworthy will help them press that button and go through to the next steps and for some people you might only need to increase that conversion rate by half a percent and says and you've got a huge amount more revenue coming through
1: yeah yeah that's that's the thing it it boils down to revenue doesn't it um you know if it, your website's converted more then you can have it because website's not just a uh, a white elephant yeah like for a lot of people it is a lot of businesses it, it is just a white elephant yeah.
0: Exactly, and I know. Um, I mean, I'm guilty of this myself. Actually, that you know, some people have got really good job at driving traffic to the website. It might be that they've got great social presence. Um, it might be they've got a really um, brilliant uh, article, a blog article that's doing well in Google. I mean, I know I've got one myself, uh, not one I've planned to get the traffic from with Google, and it does really well. And I failed short to not actually look at the article and make sure it's geared up for the conversion. So, you know, a lot of the times we we make this effort to get people to our websites, and then we stop and we don't look at Okay, once they're there, how do we get that? product in our basket how do we get the email address to get a lead and is that part of the journey that we that we forget all the time
1: yes yes and that leads me on to my next question we might have answered it with this with your last answer but what is the easiest thing to fix on the website that someone can like just look for
0: Easy what thing. is the
1: easiest fix um, I wonder, conversion rates
0: yeah I've got two actually if I can do two yeah one of them is SEO related um and it's um it's the click-through rate from from people seeing your web page in Google and actually clicking that to go through to your website so that that conversion there and it's something I often when I'm doing an audit for customers I'm often saying to them look this is low hanging fruit if you've got if you look at your data and you've got a page that you've got lots of high impressions for in Google. So that means it's showing up when someone types something in Google, you're showing up. If you've got something that's got those high impressions um, and you're, you're ranking quite high, you know, sort of in the first five pra- pages, but pe- but your click through rates, so the people aren't um, actually, actually clicking that is low, that's low hanging fruit for me. And the reason for that is. If you've come up in Google, great. You're doing something good with your SEO there. If it's ranking okay, great. You're doing something good with your SEO there. They're hard things to do. The actual getting the click is down to what you've written. So that title and that description, it's called your meta title and description or SEO title and description, that you write about the page is the next psychological trigger that's gonna make them click. And making sure you've got here a call to action, you're connecting with the person emotionally. You're reviewing the actual data to see okay, what keyword did they type into Google that shows my page. Make sure that is in that description and title. And by a small tweak here on one title, or one description, you can really increase that conversion rate on the traffic coming to your page. And that's uh, for me, I'd say is a real quick win uh, and something definitely for people to look at. And my other one on sort of once people are on the website if anyone's not geeking out on their google analytics do please have a look and have a look at the engagements of your your pages and have a look at the customer journeys and see if you've got any um particular pages that people are always leaving or if you've got google analytics for you can see at what point they, they scroll to and see if there's there's a uh, sort of a little gem there of okay where there's where there's a problem you know it might be I had one recently um, with a client of mine who she was always driving people to a portfolio page um, and then they left straight away and you know everyone did the same journey but when they got to the portfolio page they left and that's when we looked and said okay this is the page to work on because you're losing people here there's no call to action and there's there's not telling anyone what to do next so have a look at the you saw I'd call them problem pages on on your website um, mm. there's a great tool called Hotjar if people aren't using it and you can physically record where people are scrolling and looking at on your website and I love it I've completely geeked out on this because <laughs> you'll see the problem straight away you'll see people as they hover and they get to a bit and they're like oh and then they go and, and you'll really see where where that pain point is and when you'll get your Get your conversion
1: wow that's those are two great tips S- so you mentioned Hotjar.
0: yes uh,
1: do you have any other uh, bits of software that can help to analyze <laughs> um, your um, seo and your your conversion rates
0: do you know what quite honestly i my three main tools i would use for for data is the google tools google analytics to look at the data, um, Google Search Console to look at your SEO data, and Hotjar uh, gives you the quality version. So your Google tools are giving you the numbers, Hotjar's giving you physically what's going on, and by I think by using all three of you, three of them, you get such a good insight as to what's happening on your website. Um, and I generally I don't particularly walk out of those three. They're the three tools that I would use to do an analysis. Um, the other tool I'd probably use a lot um, in a keyword research tool. I mean, I use Uber Suggest. I mean, there's some other great mm. ones out there. Uh, and I would use that to do my keyword research um, and having a look at the, the essay of my website. You know, I have a project board set up on there and that tells me when my keywords are dropping or, you know, which pages are ranking well and not ranking well. But yeah, predominantly the, the Google tools and Hotjar I think is would be my top three. And if um if anyone's not got Google Analytics installed, I would just get it on there. Even if you don't use it, it will track data in the background. You might not use it today, but you might find in a year's time you want to look back 12 months and do some some comparisons. So just get it tracking in the background. It's free. It's easy to stall um if it's not, you know, if you've got problems installing it, there's lots of people out there that can help.
1: Great, great. Are you are you a fan of Google Analytics for? over um, the, the previous version
0: yeah i'm a big fan um i hated it i'm sure <laughs> anyone that's opened it went ah what the hell do you do here um i found it i'm not gonna lie i found it an uphill struggle i found the whole thing really really confusing and and hard work because it's new there's probably not a lot of help out there but once you get your head around it uh, the reason I like it much more than the old one is it's, it's a much more modern approach. Um, it looks at customer journeys. So previously, where Google Analytics, the universal looks at say a bounce rate of a page, so that's someone who's gone onto the page and how quickly they've left. But that misses things, it doesn't take into account other things that could happen in the in the journey, but the Google Analytics four is really measuring things like the page scroll. You know how far down that page have they gone? Mm. You know did they did they always quit after the second section? The third third section? Um, are they? You know it's it's really looking at the actual engagement through pages. You know not just one page. You know it's it's making a correlation between engagement of the journey through the website. And I think. Once you can get your head around it, um, and I'm not going to lie and say it's easy, but what I think once you do, it's brilliant. I really like it.
1: Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. And are there any or particular platforms you prefer? Like, for example, do you prefer WordPress for Uh, websites? Yeah, I have this
0: this conversation a lot with um, with clients actually. I actually love WordPress and Wix, and they're completely different. And it's unusual for someone not, you know, to not have one or the other. But the reason I like both is Wix is far more sophisticated. You can get a lot more out of Wix. Um, mm. But you need you need someone who knows what they're doing. You need someone techie. You need to have um, you know an IT person, a web developer person. You need someone in your corner helping you with the website. And it goes through lots of updates. When there's an update, you get glitches on the website. So you need someone who knows what they're doing, or you need to know what you're doing, to keep up with it. But if you've got that, then it's I think it's really quite sophisticated. Um, and the reason I like Wix. Is, is still a sophisticated tool. Um, I think it could be more advanced, but it's easy. You don't mm. need that web developer. A lot of it you can do yourself. A lot of it's sort of drag and drop. And because it's hosted on their servers, so with the WordPress website, you could say, download the um, website and then take it somewhere else. You couldn't do that with Wix. It's, it's hosted with Wix. Uh, but if you're never going to move your website, if you've just got a small basic website, it's fine, absolutely fine to to have it there. And they do all these updates for you, and they and they keep the technical stuff in the background going. And with somewhere like something like Wix, they have a twenty four seven support that you can actually speak to someone on the phone, which shocks me. You know, you <laughs> can do a chat and speak to someone. So I have both websites. It's probably the reason why. I, I'm sort of in the know of both. I have a WordPress one and a Wix one and I find the Wix one just a lot easier because I can talk to someone and they can help me. And so that's why I'm a big lover of both. Um, and I think it will come down to sort of personal preference people. If you've got the technical support, you've got a web developer on your team, you know, WordPress is great, but I wouldn't shy away from from Wix, some of the, the easier platforms.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and you mentioned uh, on your in your videos about uh, loading speed of websites yeah Um, how i mean how major is that when it comes to conversions and
0: yeah it's a killer it's an absolute killer if anyone's got um a slow website um i'm not even sure you know I, i probably don't even need to explain exactly how frustrating it is because i'd be shocked if there's not anyone listening here who hasn't sat with the circle of death <laughs> waiting for something delayed and going like, oh, i'm not waiting for this and you've gone to the next page or you know we often um something I uh, we bought uh, at the weekend a caravan and uh, my husband and i sat there next to each other with our laptops and we've got 10 different Tabs open. We're all looking at the same thing, but I've gone through Google and I've gone Control T to open all these different tabs to look at the same thing on different websites. But the second one website doesn't work, close. I've just gone to the next one because they all do the same. They all told us the same part of information, and that's how fickle we are, you know. So if that if there is a blocker there, and page speed being one of them, people will just close. You know, we're we're all too impatient these days, too busy. We're all looking at websites as we're, you know, walking the dog, as we're, you know, making the kids food, as we're in, the, you know, we're, uh, you know, at the office doing something where, you know, so you need everything to be quick. So if, I would definitely encourage anyone to be monitoring their, their page speed. And sometimes it's not the website. It could be an individual page. Um, and something you'll probably be familiar with, Mike, is something I see sometimes with my clients is, the plough money into Facebook ads. Uh, we've got a great page going. We've tested the speed, brilliant. They then send out the ads, and and then instantly we get a, an alert Google Analytics to say there's a page speed problem. And what what you can what I find sometimes is depending on the server that you're on, it can't cope with that increase of volume. Mm coming through from the ads. So at testing point, when you think my ad is great, I've got a great page, I'm plowing all my money into it, let's go. And then if you're not checking your page speed afterwards, you could have a problem because you're just losing that money because people click through and go, oh, can't be bothered, move on back to Facebook, looking at cats jumping out windows. (laughs) You know, it's, it's, yeah. So definitely be looking at your page speed but at different times in the journey because it can change
1: yeah interesting that can be just just one page you and, can
0: just, yeah and i've definitely seen that i've seen that uh, several clients um especially when when you're driving a lot of traffic there suddenly you can yeah,
1: wobble. yeah and do you have any recommendations on testing page speed like there's two main ones isn't there gt mm-hmm. metrics and yeah. google page insights yeah uh,
0: that's just they're just the two i use um yeah uh, I'm probably not technical enough to know if one's better or, or not that so I actually use both and I kind of cherry pick from both uh, <laughs> finding the problems or cutting through the jargon to, to see what is and in between both tools. Uh, you can often see what the problem is. And, you know, sometimes it can be as simple, you know, I've often worked with people who have not realised you have to compress images on your website. You know, they're taking a great big, uh, taking a selfie of themselves, they've got it on the page, but the page from the iPhone, the actual file is, you know, loads of megs. And if it's not compressed, you know, it takes time to load. Um, I've had it myself on, believe it or not, my own website with uh, a video. I didn't embed it properly. I just put, it was when I was new to Wix and I put it on there and uh, I could see straight away, it was affecting the the page speed
1: so that's yeah shows you the importance of checking it regularly checking page speed
0: yeah. very regularly and if you're in google Analytics, you can you can look at page speed based by um browser or by device um i have seen before when you know i've had clients where it works fine on safari but it it fails when it gets to chrome
1: yes yes
0: you know, and I've often spoken to companies and I'm like, oh, I'm trying to order something and it's not working. They're like, oh, can you just open it up in a different browser? And I think, well, yeah, I can because I understand that. But not not everybody knows to switch browsers to actually try and buy, buy a product. You know, so it's good to make sure you're checking different browsers.
1: Yeah, I think you've, you've probably lost a person by the time they change. Get, they get to change their browser.
0: Oh, yeah. They've I mean, gone, haven't I have gone yeah, just say, you know, the question, you know, what browser you using? I don't know. I just pressed internet on my phone. It's, you know, pe- people don't know that, you know, and that's why it's good to make sure you're testing different browsers, you know, looking at your tablet versus, you know, your ph- laptop versus your tablet versus your phone and, and making sure it's all the same.
1: Yeah, yeah. And regarding SEO, um, are the things, at the, the mo- I mean, in 2022, has... Have the principles of SEO changed since, say, 2012?
0: Um, I say The biggest change I'd actually say is um, some basic principles are still there, um, like using keywords. I mean, that's not changed. Back in 2012, you know, it, it called, um, people were just, I can even remember doing it in a, in a corporate company I was in at the time, you know, the... The web developers coming to me and say, "Don't worry, I've put all the words related to this product at the bottom of the page in white text to get all the keywords in there." That's mm-hmm. a big no-no now. Um, Google's not daft; it picks up on that stuff, and you need to naturally get the keywords in in your co- in your content. Um, but I would say what the big change with sort of keywords come in, um, which I would say is that people aren't thinking about, and which is relatively new is really looking at the intent of these keywords. So it's not so much looking at the the actual product name, it's more of the questions, the more the intent that people are searching, um, how I've tried to think off the top of my head, you know, how is this product going to change my life? How how does X, Y, Z fix something? Rather than actually searching in the, the actual word, it's, it's the questions and the intent behind it. Um, and I think with generation, you know, you've got Gen Z on the, you know, the new generation's coming up. It's not just about the keywords written now, it's voice search. You know, how different do you speak to Alexa when you ask her questions compared to what you type on your laptop? And it's making sure you've now got the, the SEO geared up for that vi- voice search as well, because uh, it's not something I... Uh, live and breathe with Alexa in my house they talk non-stop to her she controls our lights she controls the world but when it comes to my phone and Google I'm old school I'm, I'm still typing but the new generations I mean typing they just don't do it they're talking straight into their into their phone and um we've got to make sure websites are up to speed with that too
1: absolutely absolutely I, I concur with that
0: yeah. um do you and- uh, do you talk into your phone mic or are you still type
1: No, I mean I don't. Yeah, I still type.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, my name's Mike. I should, you know, use use voice search.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, and uh, be and and uh, be my name, you know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I just can't find it natural to. No,
1: no, me neither.
0: But yeah, I find it natural asking Alexa.
1: I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Psychological. Yeah, but definitely uh, next time anyone asks uh, their Alexa in the house a question, think about how you've asked it and then think about next time you type something and it's two different ways.
1: Yeah, absolutely. and I think that's something that um, people are going to take more notice of. Uh, Voice search, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, And with SEO, uh, backlinks are still important.
0: Yeah, still important. Um, so get a backlink to your website. Uh, if anyone does know, it's basically getting another person's website, have a link to your website, so having their address on theirs. And it's still important, but it has to be, I think you have to be clever with it and make sure it's relevant. Just, you know, I, th- I think there's, there's still people out there, you know, chuck them a load of money and they'll get you lots of web, uh, backlinks to your website, but they're not, they might not be relevant. They're just, random links, Google um, Google is all about the customer experience and the customer journey. So Google's customer is the person that's typing something and they only wanna show the best to their customer. So they're looking at your website and they're looking at the, the backlinks of who's linking to this website. And is that person a good person? Is that, that website relevant to this re- website? And that's where it's building sort of a, a wider picture of you and thinking, okay, there, you know, you're obviously an authoritative in this area because lots of other people are mentioning you on their website. They're connecting to you, but Google's not daft. It will see any links that aren't, aren't relevant, um, and it will choose, you know, the more relevant website over over someone else in the rankings. So I wouldn't try and cheat the system. I would try and get everything um, as as honest as as you can, and and get the get some good links. Um, it's quite easy for people to forget as well. I mean, I meet with clients all the time and even as simple as our podcast, Mike, that we did today and I'll I, be straight away saying to you, can you make sure you link to my website in the in the podcast notes, bang, uh, a backlink to me. But some people aren't, aren't thinking that way, that it's mm. every connection you make, you try and make that digital connection. So Back in the day when we're swapping business cards, um, you know, you need to be thinking now when we're meeting anyone, is there a way I can swap a digital connection? Is it going to work in my favour? Is it going to work in in your favour and make that make that connection with people?
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and what would you say? We'll get now towards the the more informal questions. Okay. You like to know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be
0: so kind. Uh, be
1: kind. I'll be kind. I'll be kind. I'll be kind. Um, so, um, Mac or PC.
0: Absolutely Mac. Always PC my whole life until I started my business three years ago. Absolutely Mac.
1: Mac, yeah, yeah.
0: It's never uh, it's never crashed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Um and uh, and well, following on from that, Android or iPhone?
0: Not a question, not a contest for me, iPhone. <laughs> okay. Always, always iPhone, always iPad, and always Mac.
1: And the best marketing marketing advice you have heard?
0: Best marketing advice? Um, actually, my an old boss I used to work with, um, if your mum doesn't understand it, the customers won't understand it.
1: Oh, brilliant, yeah.
0: It's basically saying, you know, step back. Um, and if, you know, if the average person doesn't understand what this is, it's not right.
1: Yeah, we well, did mention uh, in our talk, that uh, earlier that um, people should get their pet, their relatives to look at their website
0: yeah so I and, always uh, always recommend it. if you haven't got the budget you don't want to pay someone like me you, you can get get your mum looking at it get your relatives looking at it get your neighbour looking at it. someone who is outside of your industry with a cold eye and watch how they do it see yeah. what they do and you'll find where they get stuck um, what you think works you'll they'll find the problem for you and it'll be brilliant
1: yeah yeah and great and favorite film
0: uh easy one for me top gun
1: wow yeah brilliant film
0: yeah we uh we watched the new uh the new one last week maverick and after said to my husband you know what i really don't think i've got a better film than the original top gun i think i could watch it over and over again
1: wow wow. yeah i've watched uh, maverick twice twice yeah now.
0: I do want to watch it for a second time. I can see why you've watched it twice.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, brilliant, brilliant. Uh, favourite book?
0: Ah, oh, really old school. Back to my childhood. Uh, Far Away Tree with Ina Blyton. I think um, I can't wait to read it to my daughter when uh, yeah, when she's a bit older.
1: What was it called again?
0: Far Away Tree. Basically, Far Away Tree.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, a bit like the famous five books you had a group of kids and every time they went to this tree and climbed up the branches at the top there was a new, a new magical land it could be an upside down land or a chocolate land or uh yeah just a different magical land and there's a, a child so i couldn't think of anything more amazing than yeah every time you climb and fun things would happen as you climb the tree and to get back down you'd go down a big uh, <laughs> big slide oh so, yeah very sort of a magical book for a child
1: yeah sounds good sounds good uh Favorite food,
0: cheese. All cheeses, any cheese, cheeses. and I have cheese on anything.
1: Yeah, I I do like cheese as well, but it doesn't matter what type of cheese it is.
0: No, bring up, or... No, my best. Uh, working in Paris, and they'd bring out a cheese board after dinner, and you'd have fifty different cheeses. I'd be like, <laughs> just, just leave it. But yeah, a munch away.
1: So you'd prefer cheese as a dessert rather than. Like no, to,
0: um, have it breakfast lunch
1: dinner
0: wow it, uh, yeah any any time um i quite often have cheese and biscuits for breakfast actually
1: wow wow that is that is devotion
0: yeah <laughs> not sure it's healthy but it's <laughs> it's definitely devotion
1: <laughs> uh favorite music
0: um dance um I, I i love a bit of my old school club Club music and i love anything that's any new uh new club music i, I still like it i'm uh, an avatar i'm a big peloton fan um and i will always pick all the the rides with the dance music on the bike
1: oh wow okay yeah yeah and if people want to get in contact with you yeah what is the best way for them to contact you and use your services
0: uh, best way I'm um, probably the best way easiest way to find me is um, probably on LinkedIn uh, and the micro an easy name to find I'd be shocked if you can find another one um, yeah it's probably the easiest way you've got the the websites convert-more.com um, and also my new YouTube channel if anyone wants to geek out some of my that, videos they're I'll brilliant next week when I've got a few more up there
1: <laughs> yeah no they're really, they're really good videos
0: oh thanks really, really
1: informative and what's just just remind us what services do you offer what is the
0: so the the, the services offer area um are the website audits basically to help uh review your website to find where your gaps are and your pain points and and give you the recommendations and how you can get more conversions from your sales pages and how you can get more traffic from from google um and then i offer you know, to work with them on a, an hourly basis for sort of coaching and, and training to, you know, help take on some of these recommendations.
1: Brilliant, brilliant. Well, thank you for being a guest on Let's Talk Digital Marketing.
0: Oh, thanks for having me. But yeah, it's been great being on here. Yeah, I love, yeah. I love talking all things digital.
1: Yeah, and you provided a lot of value for people who are listening.
0: Great, yeah. And
1: hopefully uh, they'll be in touch with you as well
0: for, yeah.
1: uh, for, for an audit. Or yeah. for um you know some optimization
0: yeah yeah looking forward to working together with you
1: yeah absolutely absolutely we'll have a good good afternoon
0: i will do yes yeah. yeah hopefully um you don't get the thunder too too much your way
1: yeah i've not heard it yet we've not heard it yet it's on its way i'm sure <laughs> <laughs>